This podcast is brought to you by Fandango. Fandango offers movie tickets and gift cards to over 45,000 different screens across the United States and reaches into nearly 80% of the nation's total theaters. By partnering with virtually every leading film exhibitor like Regal, Cinemark, AMC, and more. So to pick up some movie tickets or a gift card for the movie fan in your life, head on over to cityweekly.com slash Fandango or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Matt Riddle, you're one half of the most unconventional duo heading into this year's Dusty Classic. So tell us, how did this pairing between yourself and Pete Dunn come to be? Well, to be honest, I really don't know Pete that well. But I think in the spirit of the Dusty Cup, that's what makes us a perfect team. And when I went to form this team with Pete, I went up to him and I was like, Hey, Pete, I'm a bro. You're a bruiserweight. Dusty Cup. Let's do this. He gave me the Pete special. I gave him the bro special. He nodded. And the bruiserweights were born. Bro. episode of what comes next cinema geekly's nxt companion podcast it is anthony and jacqueline and we are back to talk more nxt on the usa but mostly this week the wwe network uh specifically going to be talking about okay let's see if i can get this all in here nxt uk takeover blackpool 2 yeah electric boogaloo um i'm gonna quickly go over the events of nxt episode 541 and of course this this week's uh, battle in the ongoing War of Wednesdays. Um, so you did see the opener, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's when, like, Rhea Ripley came out. And did you see Rhea cut? I thought it was an un-Rhea Ripley-like promo at first. Like, Rhea Ripley's uh... supposed to be, like, this badass, and she comes out in here and she's like, follow your dreams, and thanks, everyone! And it just didn't uh... feel like Rhea Ripley to me, but it didn't. Yeah, but I guess... Uh, they're trying something yeah. new with her, I think. So yeah, and it didn't it didn't really matter. This was like the everybody comes out and says they want to fight the new champion thing. Like Tony Storm yeah. came out as a surprise, Gross. and uh, who else came out? They had uh, Kaylee, Kaylee Ray, Ray and Io, Io Candice. That was the opener. They had a, a Bianca six though, because Bianca, Bianca had the best line. <laughs> So what was your what was the Bianca line that you enjoyed? Because I'm wondering if it's the I, same thing I wrote down. I love when she looked at Tony Storm and just said, "You don't even go here." Yep, like, that's what, that's what I laughed at. Like she's like they're in high school. Like you don't even go here. <laughs> yeah. You go to the high school across the ocean. Across the sh- it was a very um, yeah very Mean Girls moment, and I, I loved it. I noted that as well. I laughed at that. Um, so yeah, they uh, uh, they had a six woman tag that uh, the babyface team won. Uh, of course. And I thought it was a pretty darn fine. good opener. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was oh, good. Oh, I thought it was fine. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, this was the opener. Go ahead. Oh, I guess I just don't like that the, that they're doing this whole Worlds Collide thing too much. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, by I the way, they officially have officially announced Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley for the NXT Women's Championship at Worlds Collide. No. So that is a match that is happening. Um, no. They started the Dusty oh. Rhodes Cup, uh, the mm-hmm. classic. Uh, and the first round matches on this episode were Forgotten Sons against Imperium, which thankfully Ooh. Imperium won. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, duh. It's basically a bye week for them. I do want to note one thing that I thought was just one of those accidents will happen, but oh, it just worked out in an ironic fashion. Fabian Eichner, the bald member of Imperium, has a face yeah. guard on, uh, or he did for this match because he was still recovering from a broken nose. 
Oof. And at one point, he goes to slam a dude down from the Forgotten Sons, and his face mask comes off. Oh. So his his healing nose is unprotected, and he decides to hell with it. It would look dumb if he wants if he goes to pick it up and put it on. So he just keeps going with what he's going to do next, which happens to be a moonsault off of the top rope, and the Forgotten Son puts his feet up, and Fabian Eicher <gasps> lands face first into this guy's feet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What are the odds? His nose. He was feverishly checking his nose on the mat. His nose was not broken. Yes. To make sure it wasn't bleeding. Yeah. Uh, but Imperium did win. I thought it was fine. Um, okay. Which is weird because Imperium's really good. There is only one thing on this show that I am going to cover in detail because we do have to talk about the takeover. And that is an interview segment with Kathy Kelly backstage with Matt Riddle. And Uh-oh. she actually asks Matt Riddle an important question. She says, you're mm. teaming with Pete Dunne in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. How did this team come to be? Which oh, is an important Im- question. Which is an important question. And I'm going to do this no favors. So everybody, I know this is an episode specifically about a takeover, but I put a clip from whatever show we're reviewing at the beginning of every episode. And as a favor to everyone else, uh, I am putting the clip of this interview at the beginning of the episode this week uh, because I will mm-hmm. not be able to do it justice. But Matt Riddle says that he ran into Pete Dunn, and he's like, you're a bruiserweight, I'm a bro, Dusty Classic, let's do this. Pete Dunn gave him the Pete special, which is Pete Dunn's shrug, and Matt Riddle does the shrug. And he's like, I gave him the bro special, which is like his hand sign. We both nodded, and the broserweights were born. (laughs) <laughs> and the crowd audio is on during all of this, and they are laughing their asses off. I can just imagine. It was incredible, and Matt Riddle is the best ever. Yeah. Uh, I fully accept that explanation. Oh my god, it was awesome. Uh, Austin Theory had a match with Joaquin Wilde, who is back. They said he was injured, which is why he is hasn't he, been back. Is he the DJ guy? He is the DJ guy. Uh, okay. And Austin Theory, that. yes, uh, Austin Theory beat him in a match that I thought was average. Hmm. Um, Still no Dexter Loomis, though. No, he has vanished. Hmm. Uh, the other first round Dusty Cup match was Undisputed Era against Gallus. So tag champs versus tag champs. Undisputed Era won in a match that I thought was uh, was good, but. That's on the low end of Undisputed Era matches. Undisputed Era matches are usually much better. That's uh, because Roderick Strong isn't there. Uh, there was actually a tremendous Johnny Gargano promo on this show uh, where they gave some story to him and Finn Balor. Uh, hmm. Because up until now, it was just Finn attacked Johnny Gargano right. turn- when he did his turn and then hurt his neck. Uh, and Johnny Gargano added story to all of this. Uh by saying that uh, Finn calls himself like the flag bearer of NXT, but uh, and then he did all of this stuff when he was in NXT, but when he got the call to join the main roster, he couldn't leave fast enough. And um, he says that Finn is mad that Johnny took NXT to new heights without him, that mm-hmm. uh, they did all this stuff, and they did it without any of his help. Uh, and while he was pretending to be the extraordinary man with whatever the catchphrase they had for him was on the main roster. I did not write it down here, but while he was pretending to do all of that, uh, they were continuing to make NXT awesome and it got under his skin. And, uh, Finn Balor came out and mocked him, said that they should call him Johnny promo because that's all he can get cleared to do anymore. And, um, says that they're going to have their match at the Portland takeover. It was pretty great. Um, Hmm. Uh, They announced Kushida's mystery partner to take on the Grizzled Young Veterans next week. And it's a name that you have probably never heard of. It's a name. In fact, this name was so obscured. I shouldn't say it's obscure because I knew exactly who it was. But uh, there were about 25 people in Full Sail who cheered raucously for this. And the rest were like, huh? Um, they announced that his partner is Alex Shelley, which is his 
tag team partner that Kushida had in New Japan. They were the Time Splitters, and uh, Shelly is a really, really good pro wrestler, and they were a really great tag team. And I think he recently uh, came out of retirement to go do some coaching at the Performance Center or something. He was like a guest uh, coach okay. or something, and they were going to put these two together. And all I know is that I can't wait for them to beat Grizzled Young Veterans and then have a match with Undisputed Era because I've been dying to see Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly go at it since they've had some matches in New Japan that were incredible. So I really? can't wait. Yes, I can't wait to see them uh, almost assuredly have a match together uh, as part of this win. tournament. Uh, Mia Yim had a match where she beat Caden Carter. Uh where at the end of the match, we were introduced to a new woman's character on television, Chelsea Green, who has uh, been on a lot of the NXT house shows for quite a I while. Say, I feel like I know that name. And she has a manager, Robert Stone, who has also been on the house shows. He's been managing the Outliers. Uh, Wait, is he the guy with the crazy shoes? He is the guy with the crazy shoes. I love him. Yes, he's on NXT now. Managing Chelsea Green. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to watch this episode. Sorry, I focused on TakeOver this week, guys. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember when I told you there was a promo where everybody was laughing along with Matt Riddle because he was so funny? Yeah. There was a promo with Dominic Dijakovic. So they're doing a four-way in the main event, and they do this thing where all four guys get a little promo where they talk about how they're going to win. Yeah. Poor Dominic Dijakovic was trying to do this very intense promo where he's talking to himself, right? And he's like... I promised my family that I would win this North American championship. And that's exactly what I'm going to like that sort of thing. But after every statement, he throws like a punch or a kick. So he's like, you know, and that's what I'm going to do. Punch. Yeah. But he makes like a sound as he's like, as he's throwing a punch with force. So there's like an oomph to it. And after like the third one, the crowd is laughing at him because it's funny. It's just, yeah. I'm talking to myself, I'm going to beat up all these guys. <laughs> like, that's the promo. And people are just laughing at this poor man. Um, throughout the show, they they've been they also did some really great Tommaso Ciampa videos, where he basically says that Goldie was his life, and then his life was taken from him, and Adam Cole's been walking around with the championship, the thing that belongs to him, and he wants his life back. Uh, they were a really good series of videos they did. Um the main event was Damian Priest, Cameron Grimes, Dijakovic, and Keith Lee. Winner faces Roderick Strong in two weeks for the North American Championship. This match was great. I gave it a four, and Keith Lee won. And there is also a bunch of awesomeness in this match. Okay. So, yeah, I wrote that match ruled at the end of my notes. So, just as a heads up. Um, all right. To wipe out all the rest of the the war talk... Uh, NXT airing a award airing an award show last week did not help. Uh, they didn't do five hundred and forty eight thousand like they did during the award show, but it only went up to seven hundred and twenty one thousand. Uh, while AEW did nine hundred and forty seven thousand. Wow! Uh, in fact, NXT did so poorly in the key demographic this week that they didn't even make the top fifty. They Oof. were like 60th or something or 55th uh, while AEW finished 6th, uh, which is a shame wow. because in the personal war that's going on in my head, uh, NXT had the better show this week and I voted it the winner. So they're they're tied one to one for this week, but way more people watched uh, AEW live AEW? for sure. Hmm. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool. Two. Two. It's the last time I'm going to say all of that in a row. Maybe. Um, show starts off with Trent Seven and Eddie Dennis. Now, remember, we haven't been watching any NXT UK. No. I've, you you weren't watching a lot of it to begin with. And Correct. I was watching it and then kind of keeping you in the loop if anything important happened. But then yeah. when NXT went to two hours and AEW cropped up, I just stopped watching NXT UK. So I was counting on this event... Uh, for them to tell me what is happening. And Trent Seven and Eddie Dennis, as best as I can tell, is happening because 
they just don't like each other, I guess. I, I couldn't make out if there was an actual story going on here. Yeah. I don't even know who Dennis is. So, But what's good about this, though, is I had zero expectations going into it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so, I'm going to set that up because I gave some high scores this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, Eddie Dennis was on the first TakeOver Blackpool uh, where he had a match with Dave Mastiff. Uh, we did, in fact, watch and review that show, but it was last year. I don't remember. Yes. Yeah. And he was injured for most of the rest of the year. So he'd only recently come back. Uh, I wrote was, here. Oh, go ahead. He was, he wasn't the guy who had the injury then came back then got injured again. Was he? No. That was someone else. Okay. Yes. Um, crowd was deadly silent for Dennis when he comes out. Uh, all Trent seven early, uh, until he's cut off by Eddie Dennis. He gets uh, worked over for a bit, does seven, then he makes a comeback. Until missing a corkscrew senton, Eddie Dennis hits a spin-out slam for a two-count. At this point, uh, Tom Phillips tells us that Trent Seven's finishing move is called the Birminghammer, which really made me laugh. Uh, The actual name (laughs) of the move is the Burning Hammer, but Birmingham... So Birminghammer, yep. and I really laughed. I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. It's so silly. Uh, <laughs> anyway, superplexed by Trent Seven for a two. Um, the turnbuckle pad comes off at some point here, and Eddie Dennis tries to give Seven a razor's edge into this exposed corner, but the referee will not let him. So instead, he just throws Trent Seven over the top rope to the outside yeah. onto some poor intern. Yep. <laughs> Rolls there, in. All of a sudden, there was a person there. <laughs> yes. Uh, and thank goodness. Um, and uh, Eddie roll, gets out, rolls him back into the ring, hits Trent Seven with the next stop driver and pins him. Uh, what did you think of the opener? I enjoyed it. I had, like I said, I had no hope. I had no expectations. Didn't have much hope of that this was going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wound up getting really fun, especially like they they really started doing some pretty cool stuff midway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a long match, but it kept my attention. So that was impressive okay. in and of itself. You... Also, oh, go ahead. the UK officials way more observant than the U S mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think anyone would have stopped a wrestler from taking off a turnbuckle cover. More attention to detail there in the UK. Yeah. 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 I appreciated it. Um, what were you able to apply scores to this? I know it was a, Oh yeah. A rough couple of, days but it was and i really just i like like i usually do i just scored it based on how much joy it brought me mm-hmm. and i went three and a half on this one okay so you're a little bit above me i went three uh yeah. but i liked it i thought it was good a good open uh grapple 2.86 so no about a three <laughs> close to a three but not quite not quite jacqueline is very like no that's incorrect like, what do you? Were we watching the same thing? Probably not. Gallus is backstage, <laughs> and they are punching each other's hands. That's how you get ready for a fight. That's right. Um, more impressive than Imperium Imperium's warm up later, but I loved it. Uh, we'll talk about it when we get there. Uh, Kaylee Ray defending her NXT UK Women's Championship against Tony Storm and Piper Niven. Uh, the story here is that Storm and Niven. And Kaylee Ray were all at one point friends. Ray is now a Sith Lord uh, and has used her powers to turn still friends, Tony Storm and Piper Niven, against each other because they want uh, the NXT UK Women's Championship. It's a little bit of Lord of the Rings, too. The the belt has corrupted their friendship somewhat. They both want this match. uh, and They both feel like they're kind of getting in the way of each other uh, because they just want Kaylee Ray in a singles um, so that match, the story there, explained nicely to me. Uh, Tony jumps Kaylee Ray before the bell. So this was like a much more aggressive Tony Storm uh, than we've seen in the past. Yeah. Um, Piper Niven does a tope suicida onto Kaylee Ray, killing her on the outside. Uh, uh, the story in the match is Tony and Kaylee Ray fighting and ignoring Piper, and then Piper will take advantage of them fighting. Yeah. Uh, like she'll just crush them both. Uh, mm-hmm. Match breaks down with all three exchanging offense and they are going fast. Uh, yes. All three get suplexed and are all down. Kaylee Ray then grabs a chair. 
the announcers are quick to point out that no DQs are, uh, there are no DQs in triple threat matches, but that doesn't stop the ref from yelling at her to not use it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure what the point is there. Um, also, I noted, uh, I have to be fair because I do this whenever it happens with AEW, uh, the ring volume seemed to dip in and out during this match. I have no idea what was happening, but there okay. was times where all I could hear were the announcers and the ring was making no noise and like the I couldn't hear much of the crowd, if any. I don't know if somebody was chanting or yelling something incredibly Oh, inappropriate. Obscene, but yes. Um, so Tony gets the chair and debates hitting Piper with it. She does not. Instead, they decide to become friends and smash Kaylee Ray uh, with dives. Uh, Kaylee Ray then does an out-of-control flip dive of herself, which she's her leg smash on the barricade. She's crazy. Uh, she is. Piper gets her into the ring, hits her with her finisher, the Michinoku driver, but only gets a two. Uh, Kaylee Ray manages to hit Piper with her finisher, the Gory Bomb, but Tony stops the ref from counting, literally. Which was different. Yes. Yeah. Um, literally stops his hand from counting. Uh, Piper Niven hits a Canadian destroyer on Kaylee Ray, a flipping pile driver. That was awesome. Uh, Tony comes in, nails Piper, hits Kaylee Ray with the Storm Zero, but Piper manages to break it up. That was a really great near fall. Uh, yes. Storm uh, goes to Storm Zero, Kaylee Ray again, but she does so onto Piper Niven. Uh, hits Piper mm -hmm. with a frog splash, but Kaylee Ray super kicks Tony and pins Piper to finally retain her championship. Uh, I thought this match was really good as well. What did you think of it? I... I don't know why this kind of dipped for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's because I just, like, I really like the women in um, NXT proper. Mm -hmm. And this yeah. just didn't live up to where, I don't know. And I hate to say this, but I almost, like, anytime I see Tony Storm, I'm like, I just wish you were, like, as good as Candice. And I know that's so bad to say, but, like. <laughs> um, I mean, there are like, some people I, who would say she's way better than Candice, but. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tony know. Storm's got her, her fans. I don't find her to be a very exciting wrestler. Mm -hmm. I just don't. Um, so I don't know. This dipped a little bit for me and I was real, like I wanted to like it. And I think that was the problem because like, I really want to like the women's divisions of all the wrestlings. Yes. So, um, but what? yeah, I think that, that it dipped a little bit for me. The end, it, it got a little more exciting and I actually was really surprised that Kaylee Ray retained. I really thought Piper was going to win. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's a champion, too. She was, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I think, was diagnosed with Bell's palsy, Piper Niven Piper? Was. Yes. Wow. Which is like a paralyzation uh, thing, mm -hmm. like it'll paralyze muscles. Some people, Jim Ross, uh, voice of pro wrestling mm -hmm. in the 90s, famously had the worst kind of it, which is the paralysis stays and doesn't right. go away. Um, she appears to have the kind that goes away Comes and goes mm -hmm. and if she's really lucky and i hope she is um people with bell's palsy usually only get like one or two attacks in their life uh oh. and some people only ever get one so oh my gosh. Ho hopefully for her she only ever gets this one but yeah this was only a few weeks ago and she was in there doing this match she's awesome Dang. good for her she is yeah um Loved it. Wh so where did this land for you on the scale i gave it a three so kind of average all right, we do that thing we do sometimes where we flip around our scores. Uh, I give this one three and a half. Okay. Uh, grapple with a three point two nine. Wow. So in the middle, kind of right in the middle. <laughs> yes, uh, I liked it. Yeah, it was uh, for me. Um, for me, I had uh, in the back of my head the Kaylee Ray Tony Storm match from the last takeover, which I did not think was very good. And mm -hmm. I went into this match with a low bar, so they exceeded it for me. Mm, gotcha. Backstage, Imperium is power-hugging each other. That's what I called this training. Not sure what they were doing, but it looked like a power hug. Okay, well, seems yes. like something Walter would do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin. I love Tyler Bate so much. Uh, the story of this match... Everyone loves Tyler Bate, as yes. we learned from the crowd. <laughs> yes. Uh, the story of this match... Uh, uh, the story of this match is... 
this goes all the way back to the very first UK championship tournament where mm. a younger Tyler Bate and a younger Jordan Devlin had a match and Tyler Bate defeated him and Tyler Bate went on to win that tournament and become right. the first champion. And Jordan Devlin has, uh, from that point on, uh, resented Tyler Bate. Feels like Tyler Bates had everything handed to him because he won this championship. So he gets all these opportunities and Jordan Devlin has not gotten these opportunities uh, hmm. and wants to prove himself in this match. So uh, Someone holds a grudge. Yeah. And boy, do they have a match here. Uh, grappling uh, early on leads to a standoff. Uh, what did I... Stupid autocorrect. Uh, Tyler Bate is big and strong, but Devlin cuts him off. Uh, quick comeback with a big dive from Bate, which was also quickly cut off. Devin works him, uh, Devlin works him over until they both collide for a double down. Uh, there's a running shooting star press from Bate for a two. He hits Jordan Devlin with his hyper airplane spin, which starts off slow, but then he goes really fast. And then mm-hmm. kind of haphazardly let him go. Like, he sort of just went flying off his shoulders there at the end. Um, Doesn't matter. No, it does not. Hits him with a brain buster for a two. Uh, Devlin hits him with a desperation suplex uh, for a two. Crowd asks if Vince is watching. I then wrote, his intern will likely tweet yes, not getting the point of the question, just like last year, when they when they <laughs> did the same exact thing. Uh, hard strike exchange. Leads to these two men just punching each other over and yep. over again. A series of incredible exchanges and reversals lead to both of them being down. Uh, Devlin then hits Bate with a huge Spanish fly off the top rope. And the Devlin side suplex for a two. Uh, Devlin even hits Tyler Bate with bop and bang, which is Tyler Bate's punch that he does. Mm. Uh, and Bate counters with a really gross-sounding headbutt. Uh, does this twirling springboard DDT off the top rope, hits a Tyler driver, but only gets a two, immediately goes to the top and does a corkscrew splash for the win. Uh, What did you think of Tyler Bate and Jordan Devlin? So this was a long match. Yes. Usually I hate long matches. Mm -hmm. I loved this. Yeah, me (laughs) too. This was like, man, I don't know what energy drinks these guys are drinking but mm-hmm. i want some um also you they did they did a spanish fly like from a standing like while standing on the mat oh yes yep which i thought i was like what the hell <laughs> how did they how did they do that they were very very well matched together i think yep. these two guys they mm-hmm. really were um also i was wondering i had a, i had a thought during this match so now that Finn Balor is also a heel, do you think you'll ever will ever see him team up with Jordan Devlin? Oh, his former student, yeah, right. And I thought of this because um, I don't know. Devlin did something to counter Bates at one point, and I was like, "Oh, that's a very like Finn Balor thing." And I was like, "Huh, they should just like team up now." <laughs> yeah, but on the but on proper NXT because that's what we watch. Um, yes. Sorry. No. Offense um, also, fans. yeah. Also, when um, you mentioned when. Uh, Tyler Bate had Jordan and was spinning with him and mm. all this and that. Uh, Nigel, um, was, Nigel said, you know, when you had the bat as a kid, like when you were spinning around the bat. Oh like, yes, that's a that's a drinking game, isn't yes, it? Like it is. That's how I play it anyway. I'm like, like is he talking about dizzy bat? Like what are he we is. Doing? Yes, <laughs> where you put your head down on the on the end of the yeah. bat and then just spin around in a circle a bunch of times. Yep, and and you either drink before or after. I can't remember what how the rules go, but yes. <laughs> anyway, it will. Get but you I did dizzy. like this. It will get you very dizzy. I like this match a lot. I thought this was. I thought they, these two guys are just amazing. I didn't even care what the story was. Mm-hmm. I was like, these that's, two really should just fight all the time. I mean, that's important. Like, if you're if you watch the match and you're like, that was incredible, and I didn't even know the story going into it. Yeah, like you know. That's like a sign of a really good match. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know the story at all. So, yeah. Where did this land for you? I give it four and a half. Ooh, wow. I did not think watching this match that you would end up scoring it higher than I did. Right? I thought for sure, like, I bet I'm, I'm sitting here thinking after the match, I'm like, oh, I really love that match. 
And I think Jacqueline will probably like it too if she sees it, but she'll give it a three and a quarter. Might be too long for her, yeah. <laughs> it, uh, it kept no, it's it kept my attention. It's like one of those. It's like an Avengers movie. Yeah. They're long, but they have a lot of action. Yeah, I love this match. Uh, these two, as you said, I mean, you kind of said it all already, but yeah, Thank these you. two are great. Uh, this mm-hmm. match ruled. I gave it four and a quarter. I think it was hmm. my favorite match on the show. And, Definitely my favorite match on the show. And uh, Grapple gives it a 4.35. Wow. So okay. just a teeny bit above me and a teeny bit below you. Yeah. Uh, what do we get up next? I'm kind of impressed by that they went so high on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody seemed to love it. And there's actually uh, quite, a re- quite a few reviews. I was surprised because NXT UK, the show on Grapple... They'll, they'll get, like, 15 ratings. Like, 15 people will rate matches. Mm, and mm-hmm. the matches from this show have, well, have... Most of them have well over 200. So, mm. that's a pretty good sampling size. Um, Gallus defending their NXT UK Tag Team Championships against Imperium and Grizzled Young Veterans and Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster in a ladder match. This was hard to keep track of, but I did my best here. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone brawls, I write. Yeah. Every team exchanges momentum. Uh, Grizzled young veterans get chairs. Yep. This does not help them for long. Momentum changes are constant, I wrote. Uh, Crowd wants tables. Uh, Man, why why do crowds love tables so much? We saw this at uh, War Games, too. The crazy thing is, ask any wrestler, and they'll say... Ten times out of ten, they'd rather go through a table than go onto a ladder. Okay, like, the ladders hurt way more to land on than the tables. The table's just, like, the, ta- the table bump <laughs> is just a normal bump, but you get the table kind of helping to cushion and slow you down a little bit. Oh, so interesting. Tables okay. actually, they sound cool, and the visual is cool, but they're actually much more comfortable to take for the most part than landing oh. on ladders, which don't have very much give to them. No, they are metal. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, so far, this is not very detailed. Uh, what else do I have? Crowd wants tables. All teams do cool double teams. Yep. So far, I'm on track. Uh, finally, I note here, I start getting down into details. Fabian Eichner hits a double jump moonsault onto Flash Morgan Webster, who is on top of a ladder. That was impressive. I wrote oh, yeah. a ton of ladders in the ring. Everyone climbing, but they all get knocked off. Mm -hmm. Uh, James Drake does a 450 splash off of a ladder bridge onto Mark Andrews. Uh, Then there is a big lull in the action, I wrote. Oh, before you you move on from there, I just want to note that while all those crazy ladders were going up, there were like six ladders in the ring or something crazy. Yes. Um... Flash Morgan Webster had one that he didn't open all the way. He just, he just leaned, leaned it, up it against, against uh, Zach, Gibson. Zach Gibson's back and yes. started climbing up it. Like, I thought that was funny. Hell? I really enjoyed that. I was like, "What is?" I was like, "What is Gibson putting his body through?" <laughs> so uh, there is a big lull in the action, and then Morgan and Webster find themselves uh, all alone in the ring, where they just so happen to find a magically giant ladder at ringside. Like comically giant. <laughs> yeah, I had to go back, and there, I noted in, in my notes here. I wrote, "There's a big lull in the action, where it seems like nothing's going on." And I think during that time, referees were going under the ring and like pulling out this giant ass ladder to oh, like wow. set it out at ringside. Like the referees shouldn't be doing this; they're not part of the the match. But, <laughs> but it's too big. <laughs> they were. I guess they needed the extra help at ringside. Uh, so tables are all out now as well, and they bridge them at ringside. Uh, so they're bridging tables on either side of a ladder uh, across the ring apron and the barricade. So I think the idea so, here... Also, so just for a visual, that means that, that, that it's only six feet between the ring and the barricade. Yes. <laughs> because that's not a lot of room when you're flying into people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so I think the idea here was that uh, was that both guys would dive off of, you know, both members of Gallus from opposite sides of the ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was the plan. Uh, but 
Mark Coffee gets put onto one of these tables, and his sheer size causes the table to collapse under his own weight. Mm, poor which guy. Is, which is weird because he's not much bigger than Wolfgang is. Uh, yeah. Also, maybe it was just a maybe it was a faulty table. Also, because things are going so fast, uh, and I actually ended up watching this live in the middle of the afternoon on Sunday. Okay. Uh, you have to shorthand a lot of notes, and uh-huh. I'm now laughing at myself because I just wrote "coffee table broke." <laughs> so that's a I didn't even realize it at the time. Was not trying yes. was not trying to make myself laugh, uh, <laughs> but here we are. Uh, so what happens? The table broke with Mark Coffee. Wolfgang's table is just fine. So what do these lunatics do? They decide they decide we'll just get on the same side of the ladder together and we'll both do a flip dive at the same time onto Wolfgang. He gets crushed. I felt so bad for Wolfgang. Oh my god. I watched this like almost biting my nails because I was like, this is not a lot of room. What are they doing? No. These guys are crazy. Lunatics is the best way to describe them. Yes. The fact <laughs> that they were able to rotate at the same time was yes. like, because if one of them rotated too late, he would have just landed on an already broken table and human. Table. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, and what the, these guys though, throughout the whole match, they were wrestling in tandem. So they were like doing the same. Mm-hmm. They're very like synchronized, but this was, that was probably the most impressive thing yes. in this whole match. <laughs> uh, the match kind of goes on a little bit uh, for a little bit after that, at which point I wrote, this has gone on too long. Uh, mm-hmm. Wolfgang comes back to life and spears Fabian Eichner through a ladder and pushes Marcel Bartel, who has now tried climbing to the top, off of the ladder to the outside onto everyone else. And Gallus <laughs> finally gets the belts and win, which is uh, not a plus in my book. Not a not a big Gallus fan, but kudos to Wolfgang for just going with it and letting those two guys almost crush all of his ribs. I wish they would show what his face looked like when he saw the two of them climbing the ladder. Like, oh <laughs> like, no. Like, like wh- what in the actual hell? <laughs> I think in the moment, like having been on, I haven't been, I haven't worked on a wrestling show where anything to this degree had gone wrong, but... Yeah. Speaking from personal experience, usually what happens if something goes wrong like this, somebody thinks of something crazy to do to cover it up, and everyone just goes along with it because they're in the moment. Like, they're not thinking yeah. about it. They're like, they're yeah, like, yeah, 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 just do it. That's a good idea. Yeah. This, um, besides that, though, there's just two other things I want to note. Um, Zach Gibson, clearly the dominant member of his tag team. Yes. Um, and the fact that he tells uh drake or i don't even know his first name james drake yes um yes. to climb the ladder <laughs> like do it for me to just get up there like what the hell gibson get up yourself <laughs> nope he's that's not he's the brains behind the. that's the not his style yeah um he's the idea man the other is um mark andrews coming in with a kendo stick at one point holy cow yeah. The way he's just screaming in the middle of the ring with it, I'm like, that is like the mood to start 2020. I want yeah. that just like he to, oh, how how you should start your day. <laughs> splintered this kendo stick. Yeah, and, and he's he's not a very big guy. No, um, but man, he looked like cra- he he does. He just looks crazy when he gets like super into it. I guess the adrenaline <laughs> must have been flowing there because yeah. Oh my god, he looked. And it, I fully appreciated it. So, uh, yeah. What did you end up giving the, the ladder match? So I thought this was a really fun match. I did enjoy it. I gave it three and three quarters. Okay. Uh, we're not terribly far off. I I thought this went, it hit a point too for long. me where it went way too long. And mm-hmm. Gallus winning at the end did not make me any happier. Although I try not to think about that when scoring a match. Like the yep. team I hate the most won. Uh I gave I went three and a half. Uh, okay, solely pretty close. Yeah, so I well I went three and a half solely because of how hard everybody like these guys worked so hard. Yeah, the other thing too, like when um, oh gosh, Bartel was on a ladder, and one of the guys from Gallus was trying to like tip the ladder over, and then Eichner like caught it and then pulled it back up. Oh, that and was then, pretty great. Yeah, there was just a lot of really things that happened in this match. Mm-hmm. I still think the most badass ladder match we've seen 
was Mia Yim breaking her nose and Ugh. still going through with Taking it. Taking that brutal this, fall to the outside afterwards. Yep, Holy but this moly. was pretty cool, and the crowd was so into this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, grapple went 3.48. All right. So, yeah, they're right about three and a half. Almost three and a half. Main event, Volter defending the uh, WWE United Kingdom Championship against Joseph Coffey. <laughs> oh, his proper name. <laughs> uh, yes. My notes begin with, are these two heels main eventing a show? Oh, no, Gallus isn't a heel anymore. They're not? Are we sure? No. Yes. The crowd did not and- seem over, like, I did hear people cheering for them. But not in an overtly, like, they, really they popular did a, way. Yep, because my husband watches this. Okay. And, yep. They, and so I, so even though I don't watch it, I watch by proxy. <laughs> so this is like during the first couple minutes of the match, my notes read, Are these two heels main eventing a show? I can't believe Joe Coffey is main eventing another one of these shows. Because <laughs> he main evented the first UK takeover Black. with Pete Dunne. And they went for a million years... I remember and I watched that. That was painful. <laughs> it was a super long match where it was okay up until the end, and then they were trying to do something, and it kept failing, and they tried it a bunch of times. And the only oh, thing that yeah. it is the only thing that it is memorable for is that is the show where Walter made his debut afterwards and got in Pete Dunne's face. Uh, Dude, I thought for sure that was the death nail of Joe Coffey, but here we are with him main eventing again. Yeah. Well, I will say this: Walter tried his damnedest. Uh, in this match. Uh, I wrote here, anyway, Coffee has the advantage after some fighting on the floor, makes the mistake of chopping Walter. So Walter murders him with some. Then I wrote, <laughs> holy crap, he is hitting him hard. Like well, these, uh, Walter? <laughs> Walter's chops were so loud in this match. Like, yep. I was going crazy. Uh, they usually are loud, yeah. Usually, yes, but these were some pretty... I mean, some of it's the building they were in, too. They were in a pretty uh, tall building, so there's a lot of echoey oh, yeah. going on, but holy cow. Uh, <laughs> Walter works over coffee for a while, tries to submit him, but Joe gets to the ropes. Walter kills him some more. Joe Coffee tries to make a comeback, hits a German suplex for a two, does a moonsault press for a two, which was impressive from Joe Coffey. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes for his, was. he goes for his spinning lariat, but Walter just chops him out of the spin and hits him <laughs> with a power bomb for a two. Walter accidentally drop kicks the referee to Mars. I wrote. Yes. That may be a also, slight exaggeration. Yeah. I, this is, I mean, this, uh, there's a lot happening with the officials in these matches. Yes. The officials in the UK, way more fearless and observant than those in the. Yes. Throwing it out there. Um, so now that the referee is dead, Alexander Wolf comes out and kicks Joe Coffey. He is then met by Elia Dragunov, who lays out Wolf, hits uh, Wolf with the torpedo Moscow, but also accidentally sends Wolf into Coffey. In doing so, hurts Joe Coffey's knee. Walter then destroys poor Elia with a lariat, and uh, <laughs> the match then comes back to normal after a referee finally comes out. I don't know what the referees were doing back there watching all this going on, but yeah, they yeah, fin- I know the new the new ref is just like, oh, maybe someone should put some order to this match. Come on, guys. Yeah. Uh, hey. Maybe they're just waiting. They're like, ah, oh, sometimes the refs get back up. Let's see if he gets up. Uh, <laughs> he's not getting up. Somebody better go out there. He was, just, he was kicked in the face by Walter. He's yes. fine. <laughs> uh, v- Vicious apron powerbomb by Walter uh, and a lariat. That's when the new ref comes in and it's a two count. Uh, Coffee cuts him off again with what I wrote here is an ugly belly-to-belly suplex off of the top rope. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know what this was. I just wrote, this must have been when Joe Coffee was wearing on me. I just wrote strikes and such. (laughs) They're hitting each other and things. Uh, There was a lot of that. Like, like gr- grappling, like uh, Walter sparring. Kicks, yes, Walter kicks his leg out from underneath him, hits a big splash off the top rope for a two. Uh, they seem to have lost the crowd for a little bit here. Uh, yep. Coffee goes for the rolling lariat, uh, but it looked pretty bad. Uh, so he did a he did it a second time, and this time it actually hit Walter. Uh, hmm. Walter unfortunately went down the first time, which 
didn't didn't look so good, but uh, he got a two <laughs> count out of this. Uh, Walter with a super suplex, a power bomb, a chop to his back, power bombs him again, puts him in the bully chokehold, cross face, and Walter wins. Uh, first, before we talk about the post match, what did you think of the main event? This was long. It was super and not, long. And not long and enjoyable like Jordan Devlin and Tyler Bate. No. This was just long. Just long. <laughs> I enjoyed it every time Walter chopped him, but <laughs> most of the in-between I was not having a lot of fun. Um, no, I think Walter should become a Rockette with some of those kicks he's got going on. Yeah. He had a lot. He's like, he, he could put his leg up high. <laughs> somebody, <laughs> somebody pointed out that Walter does moves professionally like he does not do moves that will like injure somebody but he doesn't do them in a way that appears to be graceful like his big <laughs> splash does not look graceful his drop kick does not look graceful but I think it's because of that he's so he's a big dude he's yes. a tall mm-hmm. tall man yeah and like and he's like barrel have... chested yeah he's like yeah, top so heavy. In, unless you have like a like dancer's control of your body you know what i mean like it's very hard to do so i mean he's great don't get me wrong with what he's able to like yeah it's part of his charm it's part of his charm as well like he's not he's not a pretty man and his moves are not pretty (laughs) but they hurt you but also too yeah and i was gonna say it goes along with the character of him being like the bully yes right and Mm -hmm. i also yeah so i i get that uh so go ahead overall this match was okay where did it land on the, the scale for you? I gave it two and three quarters. Whoa. Wow. All right. Maybe a, maybe a three. I stopped paying attention during a lot of it. Yeah. I'll be honest. I'll tell you what. Uh, I can admit that uh, Joe Coffey worked hard in this match. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Walter did his damnedest. Uh, you know, I'm going to put it back up. I'm going to put it to a three. It okay. was a three for me. I gave this match a three, and then I gave it an extra half just because of how great Walter's chops were. So <laughs> Walter alone brought this to a three and a half for me. That Grapple, seems right. Grapple disagrees with me giving it a 3.23. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. They're more aligned with you. They're like, look, man, I don't care how hard he chopped him. Not that great. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I would like to note, it also came out after this that uh, at Worlds Collide, they're doing Finn Balor and Elia Dragunov. So that's, Why? Uh, beats me, but that could be a really okay. good match. Okay. Uh, probably a match to make Elia Dragunov look really good, but uh, but also a match where Balor is going to win. Honestly, I think they should have had built up Dragunov for the match with Walter here. I would have enjoyed that probably a lot more. Uh, yeah. Post-match, Imperium is celebrating, and then Undisputed Era come out from the crowd, and there is a brawl, uh, there is like a four-on-one where they wipe out Walter. I gotta say, Walter's so awesome, all these guys are surrounding Walter, and Kyle O'Reilly is the first person to charge at Walter, and Walter chops him, <laughs> and Kyle O'Reilly is wearing a t-shirt but Walter hit him so hard, it sounded like he hit him bare-chested. <laughs> I was like, holy cow. Uh, but these four guys all jump on Walter. Uh, Adam Cole hits him with, like, the last shot. And this is a bit of an indictment for NXT UK here. Because this was the loudest reaction of anything on this show by miles. Well, this crowd just this crowd the and the UK crowds. Whenever we've watched them, they love surprises. Yes, they really do. Like they do. Like, like oh, um, like when Finn Balor came out on Balor. the the first takeover, exactly. That they did, yeah. Or Cesaro. Or Cesaro. Yep. Cesaro came out, like like they they love surprises. They yes. really do. So I think that this to them was just something like, oh crap! I did not think this was like this yes. would be a thing. And this is of course setting up Imperium versus. Uh, Undisputed Era at Worlds Collide. A match that I'm actually really looking forward to. Uh, I think almost everybody in Undisputed Era... Undisputed Era, to me, and Imperium are very well matched. Like, mm-hmm. I like pretty, I like everyone in Undisputed Era, but Bobby Fish is the one where I'm kind of like, eh, 
like he's good, but he's not as great as the other guys are. Yeah. And then Imperium is like, I like all these guys too. Barcel, uh, Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner, Walter. And then there's Alexander Wolf, who I'm like, yeah, he's all right. But like, so if they just keep <laughs> Wolf and Bobby Fish. The fish together. They just keep them, the Wolf and the Fish, if they just keep them off uh, on the side. They just do like an Animal Planet thing uh, yeah. with those two guys. I think that match will end up being really good. Plus, I know I'm going to get to see... Adam Cole get chopped by Walter, and I can't wait to see Adam Cole's face because you know it's going to be great. Or Dude, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle O'Reilly. I was just about to say Kyle O'Reilly. Or Kyle O'Reilly's going to like flip inside out. I hope he gets chopped. I hope Kyle O'Reilly finds a way when he gets chopped to make it look like his face has melted. Because I feel like <laughs> he if, will. If anyone can do it, Kyle can. Uh, I'm excited. <laughs> it's true. I'm excited to see that happen. But overall, I would say this was a good show. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it was as good as the last takeover, uh, in the UK. I thought that was a really great show that they did last time. Uh, but it was probably better for me than the first one that they did in Blackpool. I uh, agree with that. I don't remember the last one. This one was good though. Yeah. I um, enjoyed this one. Yeah. And then I forgot what I was going to ask. Where is Worlds Collide? Is it here? Yes, is it, it is. Uh, it is in tech. So it is taking the place of the Royal Rumble uh. weekend takeover. Um, so that'll be in like a week or two, two weeks, maybe, I think. I don't know how it works out. Two Um, weeks. Oh, no, wait. A week from Saturday. Okay. Is that what it's going to be? That that makes sense. Because it's still in January here. Yeah. It'll be the 25th. Yeah. Or the 20th. Yeah. Takeover will probably be the 25th. Yes. Uh, And the Royal Rumble will be the 26th. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh. So, yeah, uh, a short amount of time to build to that. And then, obviously, in February, there's uh, the TakeOver Oregon, TakeOver Portland, I think uh, they're calling it. Uh, So, yeah. And then after that, Jacqueline, it's just TakeOver Tampa Bay, which I'm sure you're fairly excited for. So I'm going to see. I'm going to watch that one live. (laughs) Yes, very live, in fact. Uh, I, I Honestly, I can't wait till we get to that because... Um, I'm going to be excited to, cause you'll be, we'll be coming at it from a perspective of somebody who watched it on TV with production and commentary versus somebody seeing it live and in person, which I hear is always like, even if the show is really good on TV, <laughs> usually it's a million times better live. Oh, better. So, okay. Yes. Oh, well, you, you cause you're, cause usually you're having more fun. So oh, that's true. I'm going to forget to take notes, though, so you're going to have to remind me what happens. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so uh, that's the show for this week. Uh, head on over to cinemageekly.com, where you can check out the archives of the show. And, of course, uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT and hit subscribe. Uh, that way you can hear us come back next time and talk about more NXT on the WWE and USA Networks with uh, the continuing first-round matches of the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic featuring Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, uh, the Broserweights versus Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. Let me know, bro. Let me know, bro.